0: beautiful friends and family, how would you like to find something that will stimulate your mind, body, and spirit, bring you happiness, health to you, to your family? Many of us cannot afford organic foods and eat healthy. Many of us have become um, separated from our natural foods and education of the importance and value of those foods. So today's podcast, we are going to talk a little bit about food sovereignty, food security, and this is what one of the things we want to do is inspire you, our community, and our youth and our youth programs to better health. So please join us here for our half hour talk today. You are welcome here once again to Honor All Life Podcasts. We are getting into spring. This is a very exciting time to feel the warmth, feel the glow, and to be inspired to grow in the flow. Ha, ha, hey, my beautiful friends and family. Thank you for joining me for this week's podcast, Honor All Live. This is Dan and Amkin here on the Cobble Reservation Sharing a few words today is spring is starting to be felt here. The snow is starting to recede a little bit, and we have got seeds in our starting pots and some beautiful things yet ahead. So we're going to share this exciting news with you and a little update here. Some of the things that we talk about is health, healing, humanity, and Our part of our prosperity and better health is getting into eating. Many of us live on reservations or in impoverished communities where our local food source, our local stores often do not have organic foods. Many of us have succumbed through ill health. Many of our families suffer from diabetes Heart disease, obesity, cancer, and many things. This is one of the issues that are struck hard on our reservations, as well as just the lack of resources and education. You know, for the health education. You know that uh, is often needed, because these were instruction manuals that you know many of us did not have here in these lands that we were placed. You know, a lot of, many people have um, not had that uh, awareness or experience of gardening. I myself am one of those people. I'm a type of person who kills house plants. You know, I do not have a green thumb. But here at the Young Warrior Society, this is one of the things that we hard pressed ourselves to do was to learn how to grow food. One of the reasons why, if you go into our local tribal stores, you're not going to find organic foods. Why? Because in impoverished communities, many people cannot afford organic foods. If you look at the organic food prices, the exorbitant prices of organic foods, many people just cannot afford, especially if they're living on food stamps, food stamps, one person, what, 169 a month, a two-person household, around $360 or so, you know, and if you buy organic foods, you cannot afford, continually afford that for most families. So as well as a lot of tribal programs who are underfunded. So what do we do? You know, if you go to our youth events, you know, it's pretty laden on processed foods, chips, you know, um, all of the things that are easily found and accessible. Top ramen, you know, all the foods that are not good for us, soda pop, um, high sugary content type foods, Kool-Aid and whatnot. People just have can't afford it or do not have the awareness of organic foods, including myself, even at my age. A few years ago, someone said, oh, this organic food. Now I thought, oh, man, that's, you know, I I just thought that was uh, something I just kind of despised, I guess, kind of what, you know. (laughs) I, I just thought, no, nah, that ain't, you know, what, what, what's that needed for? Well, if we go back and look into the agricultural system, you know, that pervades, you know, the, um, the capitalistic, you know, um, economic growth of many um, big corporations and companies, glyphosate, you know, is a chemical um, that uh, is used on many farms, GMOs. And and many things like uh, the chemicals that are additives into foods or into the processed foods. And these are the things that cause health effects, ill health effects. Um, And this is why there's such a stance on non-GMO foods. And I was really... um, taken back, I guess, when I went to Hawaii, you know, the other year, and there was such a huge stand on, on that. And I was wondering why, why is that necessary? And to learn, you know, why and how these chemicals that are used um, goes into the soil and further penetrates the soil through the water and the contaminants of the runoff, etc., that just, you know, causes, these uh, chemicals to even, um, you know, damage other plants, natural plants that grow in the area. So I have to also be concerned, for example, our root digging fields uh, in our traditional homelands, you know, they are surrounded by all of these fields that are out there. And you see these crop dusters that fly over and so many of our people who succumb to cancer—it's high um, on our list of, you know, diseases that kill our tribal people. And that, and I often wonder how many people may have been affected unknowingly, you know, through those chemicals and even gathering our natural plants, you know, in our traditional homelands our home territories, as well as the, evasive uh, plants that are sprayed by roadside, you know, with all these harmful chemicals. And we go out there and we gather, you know, choke cherries and service berries and different plants that grow next to the roads are known to many people, you know, that they also have a risk of, um, you know, ingesting and, uh, Bringing into their systems and their bodies these chemicals, you know, that stay within the soil for a long, long, long time. And even the horses who eat alfalfa and different hay that are um, affected by these chemicals who excrete their manure and these manures that we put on. Uh, our gardens, you know, and so forth. And this is just a deadly, harmful cycle, you know, that is brought again through that process. And uh, so even our gardens could be affected by, you know, these chemicals. And by that means, our traditional foods, na- our natural foods, can be affected through these chemicals. Through roadside spraying crop dusting and uh, so many other chemical treatments to our plants and this is awareness that m- many of us just have never been taught so the processed foods that we eat some of those have been you know um, treated with you know uh, these chemicals so that's why you know there's organic certified organic, type um, labels that I never was aware, you know, and I'm still learning, Um, but this is part of the uh, recognition of today's topic is just to bring that recognition to our natural foods and to the foods that we eat uh, because of better health and safety for our people. And the goal here at the Young Warrior Society which is to begin to learn to grow our own foods and learn how to preserve um, our foods as well as our medicines, our plant medicines and our natural foods to bring awareness and, uh, you know, education that it is possible to grow these things in a safe way. And so here in our little one-acre piece of land, we now have... uh, Double the size of our garden. We've been looking at different uh, plants that grow here, some of the challenges. We've grown fruit trees. We've grown uh, uh, berry bushes. We've grown medicinal plants, and as well as the organic garden. And um, so we are um, just a volunteer community group. And I invite you to come check out my website, www.nanamkin.com. And you'll see some videos that we have on there of our previous camps. We also do more things, you know, for a youth and for our culture to, to bring awareness and bring back our skill sets, you know, of our traditional hands on, you know, um, knowledge and teaching. And, as well as the stories and, and teachings from our tribal elders, and, but also to open our door to, and create bridges of humanity and bring our brothers and sisters of all colors here, because there's a lot more skills, you know, with the modern science, technology, you know, such as um, biochar fuel, wind energy, solar energy, uh, compost, compost toilets, um, and so forth. There's a new things that we would love to learn and to um, create um, our resiliency, and um, this is the hope of our camp. Um, but lately, we've been focusing on our healing, and up until this point, we've. Um, really, through the winter months, really focused on the healing part. And uh, this is a step that a lot of people, you know, have fumble with during the winter months. So, the last few episodes concentrated solely on, on the healing. And now we're going to start to step towards some health. And with health is uh, beginning to create resources and education and awareness, you know, towards our physical body and the foods that we eat. So I'm really um, going to open the doors here. I have a Facebook, if you are on social media. Uh, we, I just started a group, uh, the Young Warriors Society Food Sovereignty Group. Please um, send a request and join us there. We are sending um, upcoming trainings, Resources and just uh, different pieces of education that we find that we could share with each other to um, gain knowledge and support of one another so other people in other towns and um, states and areas can, you know, start to um, bring better health to their families, their homes, and their communities. I just finished uh, Zoom talk just a few minutes ago, so (laughs) my voice is a little tired right now. Um, I'm really honored to have been asked by Wenatchee Valley College to share um, some stories uh, about why and how our Young Warrior Society has begun and our critical focus and our long-term goals. So I'll be posting up that link. Check out that zoom talk as well as uh did another one with a buddy called uh named Gabe Crawford and he'll be posting up um his zoom um that podcast that I also did with him and sharing some more information <clears throat> but uh this is my hope this is my goal and I'm very honored um just today I was invited Um, by our local um, convalescent center, our tribal convalescent center, to help them because they also want to do a a little community garden for the elders with the raised beds. So we're going to get our starts ready for them. They don't have a place to store them, so we're going to uh, raise these starts for our tribal elders and They'll get to plant them. They'll build, have some help getting some planters. And uh, we're going to do our best to help them so they can enjoy maintaining their own garden. So that's an honor to help them in that way. As well as um, a local tribal school called the Pascal Sherman Indian School, I'm a volunteer community member and they are working with their tribal faculty and community members, tribal elders, and other community advocates for health and, and uh, you know, organic foods, and they're going to build themselves a garden and create a, a curriculum and education around the garden and in the food. Systems and our tribal customs and culture. And this is something I really, really have been advocating ever since my TED Talk and even before that, you know, is indigenous led land based education to create this education and awareness to our people, especially into our schools. So to me, it's a high honor to be invited, you know, as a member. Um, of the community to serve for the children of our schools as well as the colleges, the local college. So, you know, we've been at this as volunteers um, for uh, since 2018. And normally here, we would ha- be hosting a camp in the spring, a young warrior camp. And what happens during the camp, is basically through my years of networking, of traveling around the country and meeting many people. I've um, been building bridges of humanity and pulling in resources, which is people and their ideas and skills and getting them to come here as volunteers to share their experiences and skills with our community, as well as our community or tribal people who also share their skills And uh, together, you know, we uh, build each other and build this camp. And for that moment and time that we are together, you know, we we live with our indigenous culture. Um, And that's always first, no matter what, you know, we begin in prayer, begin with our cultural teachings and our respect to the land and to our natural and spiritual world. Uh, beyond that, we communicate our ways towards humanity and different skill sets that people bring in. As I mentioned, you know we share and we live together, we eat together and we learn from each other and we build a little garden. And we bring the children in, our local Nespelem, Boys and Girls Club, Pascal Sherman Indian School. And hopefully many more schools will come to join us eventually. And maybe there's a time that we'll do Zoom or we'll create videos and uh, be a resource to other schools to also encourage them. Um, so if you're out there and you're interested, please email me, dan.nanamkin at gmail.com. Check out my website. There's links there. I'll also try to post my link tree to this podcast. And please reach out to us. I'm really thankful to the Na'a Ilahi Fund, Potlatch Fund, front and center for being great supporters that really uplifted us, especially uh, the Na'a Ilhahi Fund from Seattle. They really helped us in the very early stages and have become our fiscal sponsor. And uh, helped us, you know, and, and locating different grants that I have applied for. And I also want to recognize, honor the earth, um, indigenous environmental network, um, the Portland Indian Health Board, and um, as well as the Methow Arts, um, NNDF, um, and, and our Patreons who have also helped us. And, and, and funding, you know, things like uh, what we're trying to do with this new technology that we're learning through podcasts. And I hope, my hope is to create a video. So that's something we're working towards now. I'll be honest with you, technology is not my forte, you know, and right now we're trying to bust into high grade technology with some video cameras and equipment and uh, editing software and whatnot that our goal is to create a video. So any of you out there would like to support that, um, that would be very kind and generous and very helpful. Um, So that's one of the next things that we're working on as well as one day, I definitely would love to do a documentary or short documentary on what we're doing here, just to broaden our horizons and get more people involved. Um, I think the more we could do this, the stronger we will become. For example, you know, I continue to learn. I just got out of a, a another Zoom educational class on nettles. And, and I think a lot of us just are not aware of, you know, the value of our natural foods. And um, for example, nettles, you know they were talking about how mineral rich that is. They shared their creation stories, uh, really inspirational story from the coastal people. and um, so this has been a long um, connection, a spiritual connection to our foods and medicine. And how it builds um, inner strength, focus, mindfulness. This is that plant. It's a superfood. For example, calcium. You know, USDA recommends 800 milligrams of calcium. And uh, nettles has 2,900 milligrams. So you'd basically need four and a half. Heads of lettuce to equal one cup of nettles. And that's just not information that's being put out there, you know, to our youth, to our schools, to our youth programs. You know, if we learned, you know, how to make teas, you could make compost teas for your gardens. You could make teas to better your health and detoxify your body. Um... They talked about an elder from the Warm Springs who um, talked about um, drinking nettle tea two times a day um, for two weeks and how that changes your entire blood system and how nettle tea also you know, can improve you know, your hair growth, skin, and uh, again, just get rid of toxins in your body and how it pulls up, you know, um, nutrients and things like that into the soil. And these are just, that's just one plant, you know, and there's so many other plants to, to learn and to know and to appreciate and to respect. And this is things that our ancestors, our elders, you know, once knew, once they lived closely with the land, but nowadays with modern technology and all the distractions, that are constantly, constantly, you know, arising. We, we forget, you know, our deeper rooted connection to the earth and to our natural foods, our environment, our mother earth. And this is just the awareness and the education that we hope to bring here, you know, with the little project that we're doing called the Young Warrior Society. And uh, to bring this education into schools along with our creation stories that um, have been here from the very beginning of our human creation. When Eskeluch people were placed here upon this earth, we have natural laws, we have our spiritual laws that are our very foundation and respect to our foods and our medicines and the land and the water and all the elements that we are created from and fortifies our spiritual existence here upon the earth, but also is our um it's our commitment, it's our obligation to continue this way of life, continue this teaching. So it is never forgotten, especially into our educational systems that simply disregard it and as well as cultural appropriation as other people disregarded our cultural indigenous knowledge and they want to take these knowledge and ways and and skills and things as their own. And, and, you know, they create um, monetary wealth and package it up and sell it, you know, through their trainings and whatnot. But this is indigenous knowledge and we also must always acknowledge these plants these medicines you know because we have them sacred knowledge and you know teachings from them how to respect them how to honor them and this is why you know we do not go out there and just rake the hell out of our berries and all these other things you know because there is um a reverence to these things that was also taught to us. You know, not to be wasteful, you know, not to hoard these things, to honor these things, our relatives. We view them as our relatives. And they are are here to help us and they come back each and every year as they have promised as long as we honor them and respect them. So within this, our people, our tribe, you know, um, have long carried on our traditional honor and ceremonies, such as our first food ceremonies that will be happening here. We have our rites of ceremonies when we go to gather foods, as well as even now with the modern uh, gardening You know, we begin these things with prayer and we honor, you know, this connection to the earth and to our foods. And this is part of our happiness. This is part of our health. This is part of our identity and part of our resiliency is through our foods to heal us and to strengthen us and to understand that we are part of this circle, the circle of life. And this includes all of those foods, which also includes our meats, the fish, you know, um, the plants, the medicines, you know, who offered themselves to help us. And this is just our humble way of life. And, um, to always to remember that connection. So please check out my TED talk, um, I talked a little bit more about that creation story. And I share a little bit of more of that um, on today's Wenatchee Valley College Zoom talk. And I am hoping to create a video um, that extends what that TED Talk was really all about. Because it's a very powerful message and I hope to share that one day with with you all. Whoever's out there, who cares and listens? So, I'm inviting you all to join us, and uh, it's a really wonderful time of year now, and <clears throat> we're just getting ready and preparing ourselves. So, um, I just want to welcome you to learn and to understand. There's a lot of knowledge in our cultural and traditional ways and there's a lot of knowledge out here now, um, what they call permaculture. But however, permaculture really is, is just uh, that study of a lot of the indigenous cultures that their knowledge that's been passed down from our very beginning of time. You know, when the first settlers, colonizers, arrived into many of our encampments and trails Along Turtle Island, they seen just the immaculate food forests. Our people learned how to sustain and survive with nature. So this is one of the things that our our people have done, you know, because we were nomadic, we traveled. So everywhere we went, there was uh, replanting and and uh, knowledge of where and how. And so these are things that, uh, I hope that our people will grasp and promote and become strong with again, you know, to, to identify these nutrient rich foods, because this is medicine. This is medicine to our bodies, medicine to your spirit, medicine to your mind. And as you could tell just by simply, um, that one um, food, nettles, as well as I have a, just a whole list um, of all the different, uh, more than just calcium. It had a whole different function to it. Um, For example, let me see here. Nettles, the magnesium like RDA, 300 milligrams. Nettles had 860. Iron, RDA was 18 milligrams. Nettles contains 41.8. Vitamin C, RDA 60. Nettles contains 83. Um, protein, 13.6%. For RDA, Nettles is 16.5. Percent and um, just uh, that, just one food source of our natural foods, and so many of our natural foods just have such a superpower to them, and uh, this is just the reason why it's, uh, in my opinion, it's uh, important for us to get back into our way of honoring our natural food sources are what we call our traditional foods and this is something we could do for our youth in our youth programs and our family programs you know because many of the things that are heartness in our mind body and spirit is we're just we have malnutrition we're not we're eating processed sugar coated you know foods that are just have all of these other chemicals additives and preservatives and um, foods that have sugar salt and just make us um, more like say for example more dehydrated and we want to uh, unknown to us we keep eating eating these foods additives that are in this food that you know even make us eat more of that food and crave so anyhow (laughs) There's just a lot to learn about foods. Um, So please just join us for uh, the Young Warrior Society um, Food Sovereignty Group. Um, And just uh, continue to learn and to honor the food sources wherever you live. And just to learn about what's there, how to safely gather your foods. Because some foods, they change through the year, some medicines change through the year, meaning at one point of the year, it's a medicine, at another point of the year, it could become toxic. toxic. There also are um, twins in some of these plants or look-alikes, so they could often be, um, if you harvest some plants, they can be poisonous, but they look just like the food that you're trying to gather. So it's really important to um, be really educated as you can, and uh, look um, to find the resources and the people available to help teach and learn. So this is my hope this year is to find people in my area who are willing to learn and uh, to begin more plant identification and. Uh, start to create recipes and, and ways of harvesting, safely harvesting and preserving these foods and eat more of our natural foods to get back to better health. So my folks, that's my time for this week. I just wanna thank you for joining me here. And uh, please leave a comment. Please let me know some things that may interest you, and uh, that's where we are at today. That's what's in my heart, and I want to thank you for joining me for Honor All Life Podcast. Ah Ahoo!